Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
We greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy to be in church this morning? Amen. Amen. God bless you, musicians, as we turn to the book of Revelation, the ninth chapter. You can just flip it for me. Revelation 9, verse 13. If if you can adjust it well in the front here. Amen. Revelation 9, verse 13. It reads in this manner. And the sixth angel sounded. And I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, lose the four angels which are bound in the great river of Euphrates. And the four angels were loosened, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men and the number of the army of the host men were two hundred thousand thousand And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. And them that sat on them, having breastplate of fire and of jacinth. And brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. But this three was the third part of men killed. By the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which he issued out of their mouth. Amen. As we, or maybe, brother, let's see, uh, let's just bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy and appreciate you for such a sweet anointing in this atmosphere, dear God. Lord, we have sung songs of Zion 
And we prayed for this service before we came here. Amen. And we have expectations about this service. And Lord, that is why when we live here, we know you won't disappoint us. We are already blessed even before the preaching, just by the wonderful songs of Zion. Lord, these songs were meant to cast out demons and dislodge them from their positions so that the believers' minds are purified and they are focused on the weight. Because it takes a certain level of relaxation for pregnancy to take place. And spiritually, it is the same. Music has gone forth to relax us that the seed weight should be brought forth and there must be a spiritual conception to bring the life of Jesus Christ in our lives. And right now, as we are reporting for duty, David is not pleased as well, but the angels are pleased that we came this way to worship you. That is why at this point in time, may you anoint everyone that is here with the same anointing that is on the minister, that whatever is going to happen here, may it have a spiritual harmony, that when we leave this place, everyone should rejoice in their hearts and say, indeed, the Lord has spoken to our hearts. We are here for a greater purpose, for preparation, because we can see the world is falling apart. The world is limping from one crisis to the next until even dear God, learned people do not know what is next. There are just too many balls in the air that need need to be juggled, but they've got no idea of how to do it. But this is a time when the bride is focused on that great goal that there is going to be a rapture. Dear God, we preached about this many years back. It looked far-fetched then, but even now, even unbelievers are speaking about the end of the time because they can see, dear God, that something has got to give given the developments that are being observed around the globe. Presidents are spending time going back and forth But dear God, we know all governments are of the devil. Irrespective of how they may seem to be in conflict, are of the devil. There is only one government that we support, is the government of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all systems shall crumble. Uh, Political systems, financial systems, denominational systems, social systems. There is no system that will remain. It is only the weighty system that shall remain intact. Because the scripture says, heavens and earth shall pass away, but my weighty shall not pass away. And this morning we are basing our eternal destination on the word of God. As we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats for a few minutes. Amen. We just read here in Revelation 9, 
Revelation 9 where it speaks about the horsemen, the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. Amen. 200,000 times thousand it is 200 million. Hallelujah. Are we getting it right? Are we getting it right? Amen. Brahmanda, if you guys just come close to the speaker and help me with it. Amen. Now, these are these are demons that were bound by the river Euphrates, and Brother Branham in the message, the feast of the trumpet, says they were loosened after under Stalin and Hitler, and when they were unleashed on the Jews but now they are unleashed as well on the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How many? 200 million demons. 200 million demons. That is why I want to speak about demonic invention. The invention of demons or how we are being invaded by demons. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham says in this message, and know with it not, he says, paragraph 170, he says, and he said, there will be hideous size upon the earth, locusts with hair like women, long hair, to haunt them women that cut their hair and teeth like lion stingers in their tails like scorpions they would torment men months just wait till we get in there to opening them plagues and seals and them seven thunders and watch what takes place brother you get a, you better get it to Goshen while there is time to get it to Goshen. I think I must read this one time. Brother, sister, you better get it to Goshen while there is time to get to Goshen. Don't pay any attention to this outside. Brother Brenham speaks about hideous sights that will come where women who cut their hair would be haunted by locusts with hairy hairs. Now, when you look at this, it looked to somebody, it may say, it sounds like a, a fairy tale. Sounds like something far-fetched. But you, you get a sense that uh, as time goes by, people are tormented by a lot of things. I was listening to a recent young man who is a celebrity who committed suicide and he left a suicidal note that I was just tired of these many voices in my head. What is happening? He was being tormented. 
by demons. He, he had money. He had fame. He had a beautiful wife and a beautiful family. He had recognition, but he was not immune from demons. Fear, uh, fame cannot immunize you from demons. Money cannot immunize you from demons. The only thing that can immunize you from demons is the Holy Ghost. Uh, do you agree with me? I say it is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, I'm going to speak about... Yeah, thanks. I'm going to speak about uh, demons. Maybe before I get to, to, to speak about this, let me speak about an experience that I had the other time. I was driving on the N4, uh, coming from the Pretoria site, coming to Wheatbank. I think I must have had a meeting at Mamelodi Tabernacle uh, right up until late, and I was coming on the end for it was around about one o'clock in the morning, and I was I was driving on the end for. So when I was driving on the end for, I was uh, I was amazed because as I was driving, I wanted to adjust the volume of my of the radio. So I turned slightly to the radio to adjust the volume. But when I lifted my head, I saw a man coming, approaching the car. Now, I mean, I must have been doing, obviously, 120, 120 and plus. Now, then I had to swerve from the, fa the, la the fast lane into the slow lane to avoid this character. And I thought, I almost hit him, but there were two cars that were coming behind me, and obviously I had to pull over because I thought if I had missed him, somebody's going to knock him down. So I pulled over. Those cars, they just drove past like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Then I wondered, was it my imagination? But I said, clearly I could see what he was wearing. I could see how he was walking. Uh, for me, it even looked like a, a homeless person. But uh, I wondered why trying to avoid him, almost even getting, uh, uh, causing an accident. But the other cars are just going past as if nothing happened. Now, then you, let's come, let's, there are demons. There are demons. And there are demons that specialize in causing accidents. And I, I, I don't know, but somewhat I believe that demon was meant to cause an accident. Hallelujah. Now, and you look at the timing, why did it appear when I was adjusting my radio? But, you know, the bit about, about life is that we have the message of the hour. And every, everything that we may deem to be a mystery, we, we go and search the message, we're going to get an answer. Now, the prophet says in this um, message, who is this Melchizedek? 
least somebody say, are you just imagining things? I wasn't imagining things. I was wide awake. In the message, who is this Melchizedek, paragraph 60. The prophet says, the other day in the Tucson paper, I was reading an article that where there was a woman driving down the road. I believe about 40 or 50 miles an hour. And she hit an old man with an overcoat on. She screamed and stopped her car. It threw him up in the air, right out in the plain desert. And she ran back to find him. He wasn't there. So what did she do? What did she do? Some people behind her saw it happen. Saw the old man fly up in the air and his overcoat turning. So they ran back to find out. They couldn't find the man anywhere. They called the police force. The police force come out to examine the place. There was nobody there. Are we carrying on, brother Lucky? Well, each one of them testified. The car chucked, hit the man. He went up in the air, and everybody saw it. Witnesses, or two or three carloads of them, they seen it happen. Come to find out, five years ago, there was an old man with an overcoat on hit and killed on the same spot. When you leave here, you're not dead. You've got to come back, even if you are a sinner, and be judged according to the deeds done in the body. If this earthly tabernacle is dissolved with one waiting, that's the wait. Let's dissect this for a while. Do you see, Brother Brown speaks about it, do you agree that Brahim doesn't dispute the experience of these people? Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe Brother Brahim agrees that the, the, this woman must have hated somebody? Yes. And do you agree with Brother Brahim that you, you agree with me that Brother Brahim sees a link between an accident that happened five years ago to what was happening now? Hallelujah. Now, somebody might say, what is happening in this quotation? Now, that is why, you know, <clears throat> African people are spiritual. Mm -hmm. I say African people are. Uh, maybe if you want to dispute that, Brother Bram says, when I'm in America, I've got to conduct long prayer lines. But when I go to Africa, they see one miracle is inspires them to believe. Hallelujah. Africans are, are spiritual and as well as Indians are spiritual. That's why greatest miracle that happened with Brother Brenham, it was on the African continent and in India. Are you with me? Now, those two continents as well is where witchcraft is very rife. Hallelujah. Because see, they, they, they understand spirituality. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Why am I saying that? It's because many times you, 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 I've seen a time where somebody gets involved in an accident 
and you find that their family will go to the spot where they had died and they say they are going to collect their spirit. Do you see the quotation here, folks? Uh, There's some I'm going to don't be on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying if somebody gets involved in an accident, you need to fetch their spirit. It is because they don't understand how body, spirit, and soul function. But they've got an understanding that there might be a possibility that the person that was involved in an accident here may cause other accidents. Exactly. Are we not reading in this who's this Melchizedek? Amen. Are we not reading in the who's this Melchizedek? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's put it this way. What was happening in this quotation with this old man? Was he a ghost? Hallelujah. Was it a spirit? What was happening? We, we need to get an answer. Here is an answer. This lady, she indeed saw an old man with an overcoat. She indeed hit this old man. But this old man was not a physical being. That's why the police could not locate him. It is, was a spirit. Hallelujah. Which spirit? The spirit of the same man that was here five years ago that was involved in the accident at the same spot. Now, what is happening here? There comes a brother. How many of you have heard many times Brother Brown speaking speaking about a premature death? What is a premature? A premature, it means it's something that happens before. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. It's something that happens before? Amen. Before time. So when Brother Brennan speaks about a premature death, it means it was not yet your time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But you have left the body. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, if it is not your time to go, where are you going? Yeah. Uh, are you with me? Yeah. Uh, if it is not yet your time to go, but you go, where are you going? Especially when you are not a believer. Are you still with me? Now, this man was not, this old man, it was not his time to go. But he left in an accident. The spirit was just hovering around that area. Hallelujah. And replaying the scene that happened five years ago. But at some point in time, when the time is come, then he needs to go. I don't know whether we are. When when you leave your body before it is your time, you don't arrive. Sometimes you don't arrive where you are going on time. Your spirit is just loitering around. Did you hear me, folks? Is that the quotation? Uh, hallelujah. It, it, it's not a demon that took over the body. It, it's the same man. He's dressed the same way. They hit him, but they don't find him. And I'm saying, how many of these spirits are around our roads? But uh, blessed is the name of the Lord because the believers will not be affected by this. That's why when I saw that being, the Holy Spirit took over the steering wheel. 
There's no way that I could have controlled the speed at the, uh, the car at that speed. There couldn't have been a way that I could have figured how to save the car on the other onto the other lane, except God helping me there. Remember, I was leaning down, adjusting the volume. I come back, I see a man on the road. So it had to be the supernatural. Amen. taking over the car yeah. to protect me from making sure that the car does not roll. Yeah. Uh, are you still with me? Yeah. I, I'm giving you an example, messagically, of how demons work. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you need more information on that, I'm available. We can talk. Yeah. Now, in the message, the living Jesus, paragraph 38, Brother Branham says, just a bit of volume here, Brother Brother Branham says, paragraph 38. Now, the living Jesus, he says, now, do you realize this? That there is, I guess, five or six hundred people in here, in here, anyhow, tonight, maybe more. But do you know, if they say, if there is six hundred here, the 600 spirits. That means the, the number that is here this morning, you can take the number of the bodies and say, this is the number of spirits that are here. Of the human being, plus maybe many demons that has got the people bound. So there are human spirits and there are demonic spirits in every gathering. But we take it further and there are angelic spirits in every gathering. Human spirits, demonic spirits, angelic spirits, and God himself. Are you still with me? Why am I reading this quotation? The audience that we see this morning, it is not the end. It's not the start and the end of it. There is more to this audience. There is, there is movement or movements in the spirit realm this morning. Amen. Now, two, can you imagine, folks, 200 million demons unleashed in this generation? What type of generation is this generation going to be? You speak about the times of Sodom and Gomorrah, but they did not have 200, 200 million demons Lottering around today, 200 million demons are moving around the world with different specialities. Hallelujah. Brother Brown says in the message, the invasion of the United States, paragraph 193. He says, demons, you go to the school, it's invaded to the schools. Look around over the country today. You know, being a teacher today is what they call extreme sport. Hallelujah. You may not come out alive. Being a teacher today is the most dangerous job, especially in this country. Hallelujah. A student can take you out. A student can wait for you after school yeah. and deal with you. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. 
we have heard of teachers being stepped. Yeah. I think uh, the like of Brother Mgui and Sister Skosana would know, demons are in schools. Yeah. Do you agree, folks? Yeah. Demons are in schools. Yeah. The level of disrespect that is in schools has never been seen before. And I've sent you a video where, uh, uh, in different, I think even at the school where the mother of Sister Angela teaches in Lofontaine, the students were attacked by evil spirits. They just started rolling on the school playground with foam coming out of their mouth. What is happening? Demons have invaded schools. Hallelujah. But we say, God, as the demons invade schools, may the Holy Ghost invade schools. If, if the devil is sending demons at schools, we are sending the Holy Ghost to schools to take care of our children. Uh, parents, there's never been a time where you need to be focused on prayer like it is today. This is the time where you pray for your children. And then sometime maybe you might have seen the video and say it's not a private school. Private school is even more dangerous. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. At least, you know, some, that one, it may look like a cheap demon making the kids roll on the, flo- on, the, on, the, on the floor. But at private school, I saw where it was a group of students. And it was there, they were looking like fans. They were there uh, 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 in numbers. And it was this girl approaching the other girl, uh, proposing her to, into a lesbian relationship. And those students in their numbers were ululating and clapping hands. Hallelujah. In a private school. Uh, am I correct, brother? Normally, in a private school, you don't come out, you know, a private school can, can, invest, can invest education in your head, but, uh, but make sure that you, you've got a gender, your gender misalignment. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know what is happening when we say you have lost an alignment as a man? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You, you have lost an alignment as a man. But those demons have invaded schools. Things that, you you think you know your children, you don't know them. Their friends know them better than you do. You only see the end result. But it's a process of what that results, how you come to those results. But this morning we say, what we don't see, Lord, you see. I say, what you don't see, Lord, you see. And expose it if it is there so that we deal with it. I received a testimony from a sister. And she's not in this church, but they were part of the people that participated with us in our prayer week. And she wrote me a long text and said, Pastor, I appreciate the prayer week. And I says, you know, during that prayer week as we're praying... I said, Lord, here is a request that I have for my children, my grandchildren. And as we prayed, he says, two days after that, at school, they caught my grandson with Dacha. And said, we took my grandson to, uh, is it Sanka? Yeah, we took my grandson to Sanka. 
to make an assessment to say how far has he gone into drugs. And said, I was so pleased when they told me that the drug is not yet into the system. This was right at the beginning. So, as he was starting, the church prayed. And what did the church do? The prayers of the church exposed the enemy. You know, the enemy thrives in secrecy, maneuvering in secrecy, but the prayers of the saints shone the light there, and the devil was exposed, and the boy was delivered. Imagine had they discovered after five years. It would have been tragic. Now, when we, when we marshal the church to prayer, it's not spiritual gymnastics. We, we mean business. We know what we are doing. Hallelujah. Because we understand 200 million demons have been unleashed. But there's got to be prayers of the saints that counteract that demonic influence. And in this church, we've made it a resolve. Unapologetically so. We'll make sure that the pure weight is preached. And after we have made sure that the pure weight is preached, we will make sure that we are prayerful. And after we are prayerful, we'll make sure that we are living right. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that those that were not living right, they are making their lives right. You know why? Because if you don't make your lives right and the believers are praying, the spirit in you is going to be exposed. Because why? We are now going into a whole zone. We are not playing church anymore. Hallelujah. We say, Lord, we are here. We mean business. The weight must be in its place. The prayers must be in its place. The lives must be in its place. The devil will be exposed. Folks, we are coming to a time you can't hide anything in this church. I say you can't hide anything in this church. Who you are, it will show. I say who you are, it will show. I hope we are together. Then, Brother Brenham says in this message, souls that are in prison, paragraph 97, Remember, maybe remove it for a while. Brother Branham was seven years old when he was shot, was it by a friend? A group of boys and he landed into the hospital. And when he was in that hospital, then he went into the region of the lost. And when he went into the region of the lost, he says as he was moving into that region, into that dimension, then he says it was a bottomless pit. He just kept on falling without reaching the bottom. And he says it was such a gross darkness. And he kept on falling and falling and falling. Then he says later in that dimension, he saw women coming. That time we called it, we called it mascara. But today is not mascara, you remove, then you paint. Hallelujah. Then he saw, and you, have you seen how they look like a cat? Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, ne? God gave you eyebrows, you remove them, you draw yours, and you are not an artist. 
and you know, your eyebrows, they take a shape of your expression of your face. Amen. You know that when you are happy, your eyebrows show. And when you are unhappy, they show. When you frown, they show. Hallelujah. I think there was one guy that says it's shocking that women can have one expression throughout the day because of it's a drawing. Uh, it doesn't show the movements of the, of the face. Now, they look like a cat. Ne? Then it says they were busy there making this uh, funny sound. And it says it was the most horrible time. He says, uh, right there, I mean, as a young boy, he says, the logical thing I could do, I screamed for my mother and said, mommy was in there. He said, I screamed for my dad, my dad was in there. Say, I screamed for God, God was in there. He says, it was a godless, parentless, holyless, uh, terrible place. And says, I kept on falling. He says, right there, he said, the only thing that I could utter to God was that God, I have never committed adultery. And says, Lord, if you allow me to go back onto the earth, I promise you I will be a good boy. Hallelujah. And he says, when he comes back, he says, if you are listening to this tape, he's in the message, souls that are in prison, he says, stop it. If your life is pointing downward, stop it. Don't go there. He says, you will never even wish your worst enemy to go down there. He says, that's the most terrible thing. Are you with me? Now, Brother Brenham, he was seven years when he went there. Now, 40 years later, he was in a mall, Jesse Penny's. And Brother Brandon says, as he was there, seeing those women coming up the escalator, and he says he looked at them how they were. He said it made his stomach turn. He had to sit down, and Mira asked, what's the matter, Bill? He says, you don't know, just carry on, we need to get out of this place. He says, there I was again, standing in J.C. Penny's store, back in hell again. He was, brother, like he was in a high fell mall, but he was in hell. Hell was now on earth. What he saw 40 years ago, it was now being relived here. And this woman did not know that they were in hell. They were just giggling, carrying on with their lives, having fun. But here is a man of God says, this is exactly what I saw 40 years ago in hell. And he says, right, I was standing in Jesse Penny's store, back in hell again. I say, Lord, if hell can be on earth, heaven must be on earth. If demons can be on earth, then angels must be on earth. If devil can be on earth, God must be on earth. There's got to be a counter-attack. Are you still with me? Now, now, let's pause here for a while. If a prophet in 40, I mean, in 1963, 10th November, 1963, he was in a mall, and he says, I'm back in hell again. How do you imagine malls look like today? How do malls look like today? Today, to even unbelievers, they say, 
Hell has descended. You're, 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 I mean, today I see celebrities, people that record, uh, regard them as icons. They have lost their minds. And young people don't know that they've lost their minds. They say it's a fashion statement. Walking around pregnant but naked. And young people are raving and say, "Uh, it's a fashion statement. It's her body. It's her right. No, it's not her body. It's not her right. She has lost her mind. And somebody has got to tell our young people, celebrities have lost their minds. Why? Because there is an invasion of demons into the showbiz industry. Why? Hell is back here again. My question would be, if hell is taking residency upon the face of the earth, what should the believers be doing? If demons have been unleashed upon our children, upon our marriages, upon our churches, what must the believers be doing? What should be a position of the church of the living God today? 1963, what Brother Branham saw, it was a child's play compared to what we see today. What we see today is hair raising. I say demons have invaded schools. Just routing alone, I think it was over 30,000 kids that were below the age of 15 that were pregnant. And, and even your government calls that pregnancies, but refusing to call it for what it is because according to the law, it's statutory rape. But your government cannot pronounce it because some of them are responsible for those pregnancies. We are now in a demonic dispensation. And I say, may God be gracious to us. May God be gracious to us. Are you with me? Brothers, this morning, this morning, just coming to church is a victory. Just having a brother. Just having a brother being loyal to his marriage, it's a victory. I used to say, men can't do it anymore. Even women have accepted that men can't do it anymore. But there has been a message of the hour that has found a breed of men and brought them into the kingdom of God and has elevated them above a demonic influence. There are men here, Beyonce has got no influence on them. There are men here, your celebrities have got no influence on them. They look, but they are not interested at all because they've been elevated by the Holy Ghost. We need a spiritual desensitization of men by the Holy Ghost towards the nakedness that we see today. Women have gone naked, folks. Literally so. Things that men are becoming gay because the woman's body has become cheap. I said it. 
it's a fact. But I'm glad we still have queens. People that are regal. People that have got honor. Gracious women. Hallelujah. Oh, goodness. One day we, we have to show the world that... Uh, because I think the way femininity is going out of fashion, when yeah. they will have to find it and capture it and show it in a museum, that this is how women used to be like. But I'm glad the message, you know, I can see, even, even today, the world wants to pull our women, our pull, our young women, our girls, there is a, this strong pull. But I'm glad you, as the devil is pulling, God is pulling on the other side. God is pulling on the other side. Are, are you agreeing with me? There, there's too much pulling. And I say, it depends who you are leaning towards as they are pulling. And I say, sisters, lean towards the Holy Ghost. May the Holy Ghost pull you back. I hope we are together. Let's look at a, a simple way of demonic invasion. In the message, remember we had the maniac of Gadara, who had a legend of demons. I want you to look at this man, how he got invaded by demons. Remember when he came, until demons said, we know you're going to cast us out, but please let us go to the swine. Uh, we, we, if we live here, let us find a place in the swine. And they moved there and went into the swine. And the swine could not even bear a demonic oppression. They had to go into the sea and drown themselves. That's, you see how, 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 cru- how cruel a demonic oppression is. But let's look at the, the demon, the, the maniac of Gadara, how it happened. Before we get to the, I'm glad that the demons recognized Jesus. Well, well, the priest did not recognize him. Then you get into this message, diseases and afflictions. Paragraph 131. Look, friend, demons recognize God's power. Sometimes before ministers do and Christians do. A demon will feel God's presence before a Christian does. And before a minister does. It's business and it's usual. But the demon says, here there is God's presence. Are you still with me? But let's get into the maniac of Gadara. And then Jesus came, paragraph 20. Now, she could not go to Jesus. There's one blessed thing. You can't go to him because he can come to you. He has never at any time failed. One day way down in the land of Gadara, no doubt a sociable. Listen to how he profiles the minach of Gadara. Sociable. God-fearing citizen. Once lived. He got out with the wrong crowd. I'm showing you, young people, a channel that the demon enters. He got out with the wrong crowd. 
maybe just married and had two or little kids. Brother Branham, when he preaches, he sees a vision. He tells you the minute of Gadara was married. He was was socially presentable. He was God-fearing. Married with two or three kids. But all of a sudden, he went out with the wrong crowd. He got mixed up in the wrong crowd. That's where many a young man and young woman loses out. Getting mixed up in the wrong group, wrong associates. Wrong associates will derail you. Wrong friends will cripple your faith. This is a brother Brenham is painting a picture that it was not demons attacking him directly, but they jumped onto the friends, and the friends came by association to bring a demonic influence. There are friends that we must never have. There are people that should never be our friends. Folks, hear me. You can never be a married man and hang out with men that go around in extramarital affairs and think that your marriage is going to stand. It will crumble. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how many times you read the Bible. You hang out with the wrong crowd. The wrong crowd will make you get derailed. Bad company corrupts good morals. Are you still with me? There are people when they talk in their talk, you can gauge quickly. This one I must not hang around with. It's going to pollute my mind. It's going to pollute my soul. Are you still with me? Since the same goes to you. You can't always be hanging around with divorced men. All they say, men are dogs. Every now and then you look at yours, he is gradually becoming a dog. Because of the sermons that you listen to. Sometimes you must say, excuse me, I won't participate. Amen. Let's carry on, bro Lucky. Then it says, and so one night they took him out, gave him a drink. Oh, play a little game or do this. Or gamble a little. It won't hurt. How many have you been in that situation where they say, you know, unbelievers like to make certain things that they are not a big deal when they are a big deal. Do you know what I'm talking about? They know when you wear long dresses, the way it is shorter is the one that are raving. Hey, umutle. The moment unbelievers rave about how you are dressed, to stand behind the mirror and say, okay, Holy Ghost, did I miss something? Yes, you must be presentable. There are those that will genuinely love how you are dressed in terms of modesty, but there are others that appreciate it when you drop down the bar. It went ahead. Then the first, listen to this. Then the first devil, the first, he went home and had to. (laughs) You know, 
there is no better gate for a devil to enter than lying to your wife. You know, Musaji, a woman is God's is a man's protection. You know, women, women, you can't mislead them. No, no, no. If you think you are misleading them, they are pretending that you are misleading them to make you feel comfortable. But a woman have got a sixth sense. Ah, you can't lie to a woman. Uh, you hear me? That's why when a man falls, a woman can turn to the behavior and say, no, pastor, it didn't start here. You know, four years ago, this happened, this happened. I did not understand this and that because that's how God gave them. Is their sixth sense. Men, even they hate, even as I'm preaching now, I feel some men hate it when I say, women, you cannot deceive them. I'm going to hammer on it again. You can never deceive your wife. She knows you better. How did the devil enter? First lie. To who? Not to the church. Not to the pastor. Not to the manager. To the wife. I can imagine the first lie that he told the devil must have been behind. Ooh. Rejoicing. The first devil entered him Oh, the first devil entered him when he took a drink. He went home and had to lie to his wife. The second devil? Uh, These men are collecting demons. Until he was possessed with a legend. A legend is how many? A legend, what is a legend? Thousand. But he started with what? He kept on collecting. They said, tell one lie, you've got to tell a thousand to cover off the first one. He went on till he was possessed with a legend. And he got beyond any help. He was in control at the beginning, but he kept on, they kept on piling until he was overwhelmed. And the poor fellow was drove out into the tombs. This God-fearing, social, presentable guy, now he's staying in the graveyard. Did you ever notice the devil likes to dwell in tombs? The devil stays around old, dirty places. That doesn't exclude churches either. When they get cold, the devil hangs out. That's why we refuse to be cold. That's why we call prayer meetings. We don't want to be cold. We want to be hot. So that the place does not become habitable to the devil. Hallelujah. 
a dead church is a place where demons hang out. Are you with me? I hope we are together. Do you see how it started? Young ones, are you here? Lying to mama. Then demon chips in. Lying to the teacher, chips in. Lying to the pastor, chips in. Not long, you're a legend. But it started with one demon that invaded you. And the first one is not a very, it's a very, it's, it looks very innocent. Don't make it a big deal. Don't go overboard. And the, the devil slips in. And later invites others. I found a place. These 200 million demons, where do you think they're going to go? They've got to find bodies. They've got to find nations. They've got to find companies. They've got to find... They, even some of them, they jump on nature. Your hurricane is demons jumping on nature. 200 million demons taking God at his weight. Paragraph 5. But Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. Then if you can accomplish or enough faith, get enough faith, not here, but not here in the head, but here in the heart. Get enough faith here to believe that you are going to be healed by God. Reason it, reason it out. And tell him you are going to serve him. And all you are going to do and make your promises to God. There can never be enough faith dropped down in your heart. That you believe it with all your heart, soul and mind. That you are going to get well. There isn't enough demons in hell to keep you from being sick. When you believe. I'm coming to something here. In message expectancy, paragraph 51. Brother Brown says, bow your head is in prayer. And keep your heads about. And this one, I've seen it in many times in church, where we say, bow down your heads. And people are praying, but somebody's just wondering. As demons, Brother says, the greatest tragedy is that in meetings, a demon jumps from one person onto the next because of irreverency. It says, expectancy, paragraph 51. It says, bow your head, keep your heads about everyone till you hear me say, raise up. This is demonology. Almighty God, be merciful to the boy. He's praying for this man. He stands here. Satan's trying to get him to get in this condition to commit suicide. But thou art here to relieve the boy and to make this evil spirit go. And thou hast said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils. Then upon the authority of God's weight, as a believer, I now ask the spirit that's on the boy of unbelief to leave him. 
go out in the name of Jesus Christ and bother him no more. I set him free and may the enemy be bound and leave this room and torment no one else in Jesus Christ's name. This is Brother Brennan praying over a boy that was going through having suicidal episodes. Folks, many times you do not understand I've had people that say, if you commit suicide, you're a coward. You don't know what the person went through before they make that decision. The devil brings a certain condition. And once you are in that condition, the only thing that can help you out is prayer. I say the only thing that can help you out is prayer. We can take you to Cape Town, to Devon, to America, but you still have that sadness in your heart. But I am glad that this army is commissioned to cast out these demons out. Brother Brenham said to this young man, he didn't say go for counseling. Yes, I believe in counseling, but over and above counseling, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. And Brother Brenham drove that suicidal spirit out of the boy. Men are killing themselves. South Africa is ranked among the highest in the world where men kill themselves. Why? Because of pressure. Men of today are under so much pressure. And it is only grace that will help them. He carries on. He still speaks to this boy. He says, now, you're all right. Now you can raise your head. Feel all right now, son. Is that right? You would have committed suicide in a few days. That was on his mind. He thought he had sinned away his day of grace. He thought? Do you see? It was a spiritual condition. When he came up a real black, heavy, like a fork, meeting me in the face, thus Davis, the boy is now free. Now feel happy. Go home rejoicing. Thanking God for his goodness to you. God bless you. Do do you see when a prophet, when you understand who you are as a son, there wasn't much screaming. But brethren drove that demon out. In a simple way. It is not the screaming. It is the quality of life that you live before you confront a demon. I'm coming to this one of Menlin Monroe. All things. Brother Bram says this woman was said to be the most beautiful woman at her time. I didn't see much beauty today, but that's what they were saying then. Now, she was, she was a star of her time. She was a household of her time. 
She was an established artist of her time. She was regarded as the best dressed woman in the world. She was regarded as the most beautiful woman in the world. She had money. She was a cover magazine girl. But listen to the prophetic. Uh, you know, the prophet goes beyond that lama and checks what is the makeup of Marilyn Monroe. He says, paragraph 109, all things. When we come out of the mountain two days later, that movie star, what's that woman's name? Marilyn Monroe. She was kind of a striptease. Or you read her story. She was an illegitimate child. Her mother was in the insane institution. Poor little girl probably had a hard way. She always hung out for something. I wish I could have gotten to her. I know what she needed. I knew what she needed. Yet she joined churches and everything. But see, it's just a ritualistic form. She needed the application of the blood. Amen. And I say, Lord, help us. That it must not just be a ritualistic form, but may it be the application of the blood. Amen. When people are troubled and they come here, may they be a deliverance. Amen. When people come here and they are tormented, may they be delivered. I, I can imagine, had I been a pastor that Merlin Moreau visited a his church prior to her death and I hear a man talking she joined churches but one thing that she missed was the application of the blood it was going to condemn me as a minister Amen. what were they preaching about when he went to church women that she met at church maybe they were starstruck Marilyn Monroe can I have an autograph not realizing that inside there were more of a celebrities than she is because they are the daughters that they, they had something that she needed they could have given her out to her the people that you admire on television they need this message they need the crust that you have I know what I'm talking about. Business people that you admire, they are looking forward to something that can quench their desire. Most of them are on drugs. Even in executive circles, there used to be a very popular drug called ecstasy. Executives would be on that drug so that they can work long hours, move around and still have energy. Because as soon as they sleep, they are tormented. They cannot have peace of mind. Are you with me, folks? This message is treasure. This message is a gem. This Christ is the one that we must have because it's the hope of all glory. Are you with me? Admire them, learn from them, but don't forget one thing. You've got what they need. Let's carry on with Melrin Moro. It's a case that I want to look at. Do you see, maybe go back. Do you see 
she was an illegitimate child that had a spiritual bearing on her. Her mother was in the, in the mental institution. By the way, she had never met her father. Poor little girl probably had a hard time. Do you see, parents, how critical it is that you provide a new page for your children? Do you see how critical it is that you become a cycle breaker in your family? The demons that dominate your family must not pass on to your children. Why am I seeing this? Even in the message of the hour, the greatest tragedy that I see, you find that a family pattern before they came into the message, they are now in the message, but the same patterns they replay on the children. Then you wonder why is the pattern of the grandchildren playing out on the children when the parents are in the message? It's because sometimes we let down the bath. Let's carry on the next quotation. Paragraph 155. I felt sorry for the girl. She always seems to be a kind of a woman, weary. She always looked tired. Did the producers that produced her show know? Did her friends from Hollywood know? The churches that she visited, no. No one knew. But here's a prophetic. She always seemed weary. She needed something. He says one more time, wish I could have gotten to the child. She needed Christ. She might have went to some cold formal church, but she needed a, needed a real case of salvation with something in her heart to give that assurance. Her father, she never seen him. You fathers, you must remember, you are playing an important role in the psyche of your children. And today we've got young girls going into mental institutions because they are being raised by horrible fathers. Her father, she never seen him. Her mother was in the insane institution. It was, it was all on the girl's mind. She needed Christ. And then in that, we know that. Now, Brother Brenham comes to this. Next quotation. These were the headlines during that time. Marilyn Monroe kills self. Even today they still say it is the cause of death that she killed herself. She was found naked in bed with her hand on the phone and had 40, and they said that she had taken 40 pills. I don't know why, how did they come to that conclusion, but this is what they observed. But listen to what the prophet says. In the message, show us the father. Paragraph 154 said, They will say she committed suicide, 
but she died with a heart attack. What is, it does not mean she was not using drugs. She was using drugs to alleviate the pain that she was going through because of the family background. And demons took advantage of that and wanted to oppress her. She must have had depressive episodes. What is that woman's name? A young, blonde-headed woman, Marilyn Monroe. That was it. She died. She did not commit suicide. Brother Mim say it was a heart attack. She died of a, a broken heart. My question to you, as we are here in the church today, as we come to the church with our children, with our wives, with our husband, is it just ritualistic form? Is it where we just check the boxes on the program, hours in church? Or do we understand that this is a whole zone? Do you understand that the person that you are sitting next to, they may be going through battles that you've got no idea of what they are going through? Yes, they may have a smile, but behind the smile, you don't know the battles that they are going through. That's why we encourage you to pray for one another. That's why we encourage to lift up one another. Don't run each other down. People have had a hard time. All they need, they need a kind heart. Somebody that say, I understand what you're going through. I will pray about what you're going through. We are in this together. But today, churches have become formality. Where we just tick a, tick a box. I was in church. You know, I like Joshua. When he realized that God had promised him that no one would die. When he started seeing men falling, he said, wait a minute. It is not what God promised. I was promised that there will never be any casualty. I was promised that there will be victory after victory. Why are we bowing down to the enemy? Why are we dying into the hands of the enemy? He said, let's stop the battle. Let's do an introspection. Let's search among ourselves. Let there be a consecration in the camp. Because things that we see is not what we promised. And I say this message is powerful. I say this message has made us, has come to make us overcome us. But why are we not overcome us? Why are we crying as the world is crying? Why our children are not being delivered, but yet we are in the message? I beg to differ. The message has got power. But the problem, we've gone into ritualistic form. We love good sermons. I've realized and I sense it. People love good sermons, but they, don't, they hate prayer. Yes. Amen. I say people hate prayer. Yes. Sermon, the devil can enjoy a sermon. Yeah. The devil can even preach a sermon. Yes. But prayer is men going to God and God coming down to a man. Are you still with me? Go and check. I have seen it. I have seen it. I remember even during the time when my younger brother started going off the rails, my mother used to insist that we have a family prayer and he used to battle and say, no, I will not come. Because around the moment one member of the family avoids family prayer, I don't care who it is, no, there is a problem. Do you hear me? You can't always be tired. You can't always be busy. 
There must be a time where the family set it aside. Yes. We're going to pray. Yes. Uh, did you hear me, folks? If your child starts saying, hey, but I'm reading. No. When it's time we pause, we come and pray. Because prayer is what exposes the table. Prayer is what purifies the family. Prayer is what purifies a church. The one brother said you can preach too much, you can laugh too much, you can do this too much, but you can never pray too much. And when you begin to love prayer and be prayerful, you make demons uncomfortable. I say you make demons uncomfortable. Because prayer is the greatest weapon that was ever given to the human race. When we pray, God comes down. And when God has come down, he does things among ourselves. The sick get delivered. Those that did not repent, they repent. Because now, I don't want intellectualization of the message. I want you to be spiritual about the message. Prayer. Demons hate it. Muslims pray. How many times? I don't know, however. But sometimes they will take even break. Have you seen companies don't have a problem with them pray? But you, tomorrow send an email to your boss and say, between one and two, I'm not available, I'm going to pray. You will see. It can even change the company policy. Email will fly all over. There are no prayers here. But Muslim can. You know why? Because your prayer changes things. You, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about you. Sister, your prayer. Your prayer. <laughs> you know, a, a husband was not living right. And the sister insisted that we pray brought all the kids together, they prayed. Sometimes he will show up, sometimes he will not show up. Sometimes when he show up, he's just angry. You are praying too much. Why? Their prayer was condemning him. The sister kept on praying. Not being discouraged, kept on praying until the husband had to come and say, look, every time you pray, I feel condemned because I was not living right. What condemned him? Not a preacher, but a sister with her children praying. Because when you pray, God becomes a resident. And demons feel uncomfortable. Don't ever be discouraged to pray. Pray, Mzalwani. It makes the devil shake every time you go and pray. I know it works. Sister, even some husbands that were not in the message, they came because of the prayers of their wives. One I know for many years in Limpopo did not want anything to do with the message, message people, nothing. But the wife every time would pray. And he would be upset, but they would pray. One time after so many years, he, he said to them, you know, I'm very angry that when you pray, you don't invite me. They say, we, we invite you. They invited him. 
he came to a family altar. From a family altar, he came to church. Then he accepted the Lord. Then he said to the pastor, after so many years, I realize I've wasted time. I've wasted money on useless things. Look at where my family stays. Then he started building a house for the family. But who unlocked that? Brother Rune says a woman on her knees can do so much than what a minister can do behind the pulpit. I'm recharging you, sisters. You, when you pray, God hears your prayers. Testimonies that came during our prayer week. I'm coming to a close. There's a brother. He was working for forensic. Forensic is the ones that normally come to collect uh, dead bodies. It's a brother. Then he sent, during that time, he was part of the people that you prayed for. Then he sent me a note. Was it on Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. He sends me a note. He says, Pastor, just tell the believers that my prayer their prayers over my life have been answered. He said, remember being, I mean, collecting dead bodies, some of them are bent, some of them, you you get them in different shape. And for a brother, it it was traumatic. But as I'm speaking now, he's appointed as an assistant director for the Department of Water Affairs in Bumalanga. And he has sent me he, where they say the lab, they gave him a laptop, he was parking, where everything. Hallelujah. What happened? You you prayed. Yes. I say you prayed. Yes. Are you with me? And God heard your prayers. Yes. And more testimonies are coming. Yes. What is happening? I'm demonstrating to you. When a church takes its spiritual position, things are bound to happen. God moves the elements. So these 200 demons, these 200 demons, just a prayer from the weakest of the weakest will make these demons tremble. And I say, we may not do it as a church, but keep on doing it. It works. I say it works. The devil feel it, it works. And even those that have sent their prayer request, don't worry. God is working on them. I see he's working on them one by one. And when God has done something, come and testify. You know, here is a problem. We pray for you, God does something. After you, we have, God has answered you. When we eat live. You know, Brahma Fakasa, this thing, it was long overdue, but finally I figured it out. (laughs) Figuring it out. (laughs) That's why believers don't testify. Uh, Are you still with me? The brother testifies because he says, it is the prayer. He doesn't say, you know, my CV. He tells me, I have applied many times and for many years and it was bothering me and my family. But once you prayed during that time, God answered my prayer. And here is my question to you. Are you a a type of a believer who's made up of a makeup that can come to the believers that you prayed for me? And God has answered your prayers. 
Are you the type of the believer that can do it? Yes. Are you the type of the believer that can do it? Yes. Ah, but these days. <laughs> Another brother, the head brother, was living stone. They stole his venture. And believers prayed. Because it was a source of income for him. They prayed, they prayed. Then the thieves, they just dropped it somewhere. He found it in the middle of nowhere. When he found it, immediately when they found him that they found you, the car there, he said, I knew it! Because I've installed another device. <laughs> I knew it was a matter of time that it will stall. Then I said, but brother, when you were bringing a prayer before the saints, why did you not say saints? I don't need your prayers. I've got a device in that car. But when it is found, instead of giving God the glory, you want to give your intelligence the glory? Let me tell 200 million demons, no one of you is a match. Your intelligence, your background, your education, nothing. Only the prayers of the saints will back you up. The church in the message in the yesteryear, the reason it was thriving is because people depended on God. But over the process of time, we no longer depended on God, we depended on ourselves. Yeah, brother Kununuki, really, I've, I got it. I knew I'm clever. Clever. You, you need God. You need Every day of your life, decisions that you make, you need God. Celebrities that you are looking at, folks, they are looking. They are, have you ever had everything but be empty inside? Hmm? Every car that you can drive. There's a, our brother, brother Cosmas Maduga. He lost his wife few weeks ago. He's the only brother that is a, a dollar billionaire in the message. Dollar? Not run, dollar billionaire. He's the only brother that appeared on Forbes magazine. He owns the distribution rights of BMW in Nigeria. He owns the distribution rights of uh, is it Royce Roy? He owns the distributions of Land Rover. He's the only one that is producing armored vehicles in Nigeria. He's got the most, the biggest rice farm. You know, Nigerians, when they say Jolofo rice, he's the one that is producing that rice. Many years back, he was worth 880 million U.S. dollars. Many, many years back. He would visit you. He normally comes here to Jobek. He would visit you. But, you know, then his wife died. She didn't get sick. She just dropped and gone. I saw how it broke our brother. 
That's when I, I saw that he must have realized my millions mean nothing. My muscles, whatever, means nothing. There is a God that owns life. And I'm glad that he was consoled because he, was, he is a believer. Amen. And that sister was sisterly. I met them, spent time with them in Zimbabwe. Very sisterly. And she has gone to be with the Lord. But I saw how broken. Then I realized that there are certain situations that are beyond human control. And only God can control those situations. I realize that no matter what, we need God. Are you still with me, folks? We need God. Irrespective of who we are, we need God. And may God heal the heart of our brother. Amen. God bless you as we stand up. In thee, O Lord. Or you can say, I need you, I need you, I need you. him this morning.
Philippine song.
Minota, gentle Savior, pass me not just the chorus, Brother Shimeza will lead us in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. again approach thy throne with a thankful heart oh God. Thank you Lord Jesus. For we can now say we have come to a service and we have been serviced oh God mm. to go back and do what we are supposed to do. Mm. Oh mighty Jesus we thank you Lord Jesus Christ for the deliverance that you have ushered today. Mm. We just realize the enemy seek our destruction. We have been taught today, oh God, that we might have all the prominence, the fame that we can get, but the enemy can just go and dump you after using you. Yes. We remember when Judas was used by this same enemy, he got that 30 pieces, but he was dumped to hang himself. Exactly. We just see how cruel the enemy is, oh God. Mm. And we thank you for accepting us to be sided by thee, oh thank God. We thank you for that glorious gift that you have given unto us, oh God. Mm. Now we pray for all our friends and all our colleagues that are backsliding to have the perfect realization. Yes. 
mm. that they cannot no longer save the enemy that doesn't have the keys for his own home. Mm. We want to come and worship you, O oh Lord. We want them, God, to come and realize that there is no other way but you are the only way. There is no other life but you are the only life, O oh God. There is no other truth but you are the only truth. We thank you for this humble sermon that you have given us today, O oh God. For it was so powerful that I also realized, O oh God, that we need you more than ever. We are now giving ourselves unto thee, O oh God, so that you can use us as it pleases thee, O oh God. May you continue to use our pastor so mightily, O oh God. Anoint him, O oh God, to preach more sermons, Lord Jesus Christ, mm. that we will keep your children delivered from the suicidal spirits, mm. that we will make the people to realize that we are in a war zone where Let even our marriages are under attack, O yes. oh God. But our defense is might. That's right. Our rock is might. Hallelujah. You are our defense, mighty Jesus Christ. Just having you, we know we have the victory with us. As the branches, you told us we cannot do anything without thee, O God. Mm. But we can do all things through thee, O Lord. We thank you, O God. Even for the partners in our lives that have defied all the influence of the enemy and they want to walk with thee, O God. We thank you for that. We thank you for the life that you are giving us, the health and everything that you are giving us, O God. As we are living now, we also pray for the genesis, O God, that you protect us. We have heard today how the pastor almost was involved in the accident, but you were there to protect him. Mm. Now we know the devil is also on the highway to make your children be involved in the accident. Mm. May you protect them, O God. Guide them and help them to drive. May you Heal all the sick and afflicted, oh God. May you also revive the hearts that are broken, oh yes. God. May you strengthen those that are weak, oh God. May you also give to them that are in need, oh God. Meet each and every believer that have come into this house at this point at, or at their point of need. Let it be so this we ask in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. May you bless even the whole congregation. Let it be so Remember the bride in the five, uh, in the four corners of the world, oh God. Let it be so. We also pray for your loved ones in Ukraine, oh God. As we know there is a war that is happening there. We know there is some of your children that are there, oh God. May you protect them, oh God. Be so we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, my exactly. God. We pray for the awakening power among the bride mm. to realize that we are in the home-going exactly. time. We also pray that you cast away that demon of slumbering, yes. oh God. Lord Jesus Christ, that we can be serious with this thing, oh God, because we are in the home-going time. May you make us not to be slothful, oh God, but cast away all the slothfulness, oh God, that we can worship thee in spirit and in truth. This we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Till we see you next Sunday. Have a blessed week. We appointed a contractor for the building. So we'll, uh, we are starting this month, it's certainly. Amen. God bless you richly.
till we see you on Sunday. Chorus. Yeah. 